You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guests, Bill Carter and Mike Servine of CFI. Managing an asset-based supply chain domestically has its own set of challenges. Taking that supply chain into Mexico often requires a completely different approach altogether. Bill Carter, Vice President of Logistics, and Mike Servine, Vice President of Operations for CFI, offer their insights on how to keep the supply chain moving, especially when it has to cross the border. Joining me today from CFI is Bill Carter, Vice President of Logistics, and Mike Servine, VP of Operations for Mexico. Gentlemen, thank you for taking some time to sit down with me today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Jeff. We appreciate you having us on the podcast and going to have some fun time talking about logistics and asset solutions. Great. Speaking of that, can we give an introduction to our audience of who you guys are and your entry into the industry, maybe how you wound up with CFI? Sure. This is Mike Servine again. I've been with CFI for 25 years, and I started out uh, in the finance department here at CFI. And uh, the way that kind of got going was uh, I finished my studies or uh, my degree down in El Paso, Texas, see if I was looking for some bilingual personnel to relocate to Joplin, Missouri, to help start their Mexico operation. So, you know, they went looking for people that knew the culture, understood the borders, and, uh, you know, just was fortunate to join the CFI organization 25 years ago. And so I did start in the finance department, did uh, various uh, roles, positions, helped get the Mexico operations uh, going down in the early 90s. And then uh, about 17 years of doing that experience, I was given the opportunity to to join the sales team. And that was uh, quite interesting, going from finance to sales. But it was a a great uh, push for uh, growing our Mexico business. So I took the opportunity and started managing our West Coast and part of our Mexico area. And then I uh, joined the operations team and supported the load planners, customer service, pricing department here, and most recently uh, taking all the border operations, our Laredo Terminal, which sits on 40 acres, our Mexico division and handles all of our logistics, and as well as our revenue management here at CFI. So. That's kind of a long story, but a lot shorter in a couple of minutes than 25 years, that's for sure. <laughs> and Bill, how about you? I've been uh, with CFI since February of 2017. I started my career in logistics and transportation after graduating from University of Nebraska. I uh, started uh, in the LTL business and then went into temperature control. Uh, my next move, uh, career moves were into the retail supply chain, where I was responsible for warehousing, distribution, reverse logistics, ocean and air operations. In that position, I was uh, responsible both domestic and international business, and that's where I began my global 3PL experience. Over the last 15 years, I've been privileged to work with some of the largest 3PL companies in the country, and I was instrumental in or had completed responsibility for building four different 3PL companies that included both assets and non-asset based groups. CFI Logistics is the fourth build in my career and we expect to very quickly enhance the CFI brand with a complete world-class global 3PL service offering. Great. And speaking about CFI, uh, it's had a long and somewhat unusual history. Can you guys take us through that timeline uh, up to today? Absolutely. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's funny you say unusual simply because since 1951 when we first started with a tractor and two trailers, we've really grown to where we are now. And throughout 1951 and really through uh, 2007, we had uh, one owner under the CFI brand. But, uh, you know, in 1985 is when we started our Mexico operations and moved our first uh, shipment into Mexico. And it was related to the automotive industry. We were approached by, I believe it was Ford at that time, and took our first shipment uh, into Mexico and really grew uh, the automotive sector for us. And then eventually we really... Uh, got out of the automotive industry and uh, divested all of our, our business segment into different areas where Mexico represents uh, 34% of our business. In 1997, we launched our logistics operation in, in Mexico called uh, CFI Logistica and really kicked off that operation in, in 2000 with LTL services in Mexico as well as the uh, broad array of logistics uh, in, in Mexico. In 2007, we were purchased by Conway, and the reason we were purchased by Conway was they were our largest uh, customer at that time, and, and they understood the value of service and our recognition of our brand. And, and for them, they were looking for a, a truckload division, and they had tried that twice before to create their own truckload division and eventually found that, you know, we're better off buying the experts in the industry and, and bringing them under our umbrella. So we, in 2007, were acquired by Conway. In 2015, Conway was then acquired by XPO uh, Logistics, and, and XPO was really looking for their supply chain solution extension uh, from the previous legacy Menlo, as well as the LTL infrastructure. In 2016, we were acquired by TFI, and TFI is a, is a large Canadian-based uh, company that runs a, an array of uh, different services from parcel to LTL to last mile to truckload, and, and they're the dominant player in, in Canada. And they've been looking to extend their presence in the United States and Mexico, and it was a perfect fit. They were understanding the, the value of growing internationally and wanted to go into Mexico, and so they acquired the asset division, you know, and, uh, and then they, they thought about, you know, what do we call it? And it was simple. Go back to the bread and butter, go back to the name that's well-recognized within the industry and, and well-respected. And so CFI came back, and uh, we're absolutely excited about being CFI once again. Uh, the brand is well-recognized through the industry. Uh, it's easy to talk to people about it, and they value the service and relationship that uh, CFI was built upon. That's great. Welcome back to CFI then. Now, Inbound Logistics recently ran a uh, global logistics article that focused on the potential wall and its adverse effects on cross-border trade. CFI is currently growing shipping opportunities in Mexico, which has to have its own unique set of challenges. How are you guys handling that aspect of the business? Fortunately for CFI, uh, we started uh, our Mexico business in 1985, and, and absolutely over those 32 uh, years, we've developed a very strong and mature infrastructure with over 80 CDPAT Mexican carrier partners, and, and that's our philosophy. We want to uh, partner with Mexican carriers that can manage it in Mexico, that have the capacity, the infrastructure, and absolutely are experts in, in, in the world uh, of Mexico. And we're partnering with them. We've had them for decades as partners. We don't want to launch our own trucking company in Mexico. We believe that uh, through our partnerships, we can continue to provide that excellent service for our international business. 
We do have offices located strategically uh, throughout Mexico to help support the customer service and, and sales side of aspects. Uh, then again, uh, regionally based uh, offices, every region of the country, just like in the United States, has its, uh, uh, its own intricacies. And so that's why we decided to open up various offices uh, throughout Mexico that understand those items. We've invested in a major terminal in Laredo, Texas that has over 40 acres of, of property. At any given time, we're probably running anywhere from two to 500 trailers on our, on our lot there. And so we, we've made a huge investment uh, to support the total supply chain. And, and uh, it does have its unique uh, challenges, especially with the, uh, the current uh, issues at hand, such as the uh, NAFTA, uh, potential changing of NAFTA through the current presidency. And, you know, people are uh, waiting to take a look at, see what happens. But it appears that, you know, I think um, there will be some minor changes, but nothing that will definitely impact the, the total cross-border shipping opportunities. And, and so other, I'll just call them more opportunities, is simply the gasoline tax that's happened in Mexico, uh, I'll call that late January, that has proposed some uh, some changes down to what our Mexican carrier partners are, are challenged with, as well as the different increase in utilities. But all those things are settling in right now, and, and so we're really, you know, in the position to move forward with our customers and uh, with our partners in Mexico to, again, provide a total supply chain solution for them. Having been in it for the last 30-plus years, have you had to adapt and change drastically to uh, handle the change in landscape with uh, cross-border shipping in Mexico? Sure. I mean, it definitely has its challenges, and you need to keep up with it. And there's no doubt about that. Again, after being the biggest change over the uh, since 1994, that really changed the, the landscape that supports that. But, you know, with that was a really positive thing that really happened it, they were able to invest with the uh, the roads, the ports, distribution centers, equipment, and different things in Mexico that really needed to happen. There's still uh, further development that you know definitely needs to happen, but that infrastructure has has definitely become better. The both customs ports uh, are working very well collaboratively to expedite shipments uh, across to make that a, a quick supply chain solution for our customers. Some of the things that we've also seen we've seen an increase of a smaller base carriers trying to go into Mexico and, and start the infrastructure there as well. And it is happening, but the, again, very small, uh, limited bases. And, and we're very fortunate to have you know been in Mexico since 1985. Now, Bill, taking things back here to the home front, challenges here include things like attracting and keeping good talent. How do you maintain that productive culture in the face of a market that's dynamic and sometimes highly volatile? Well, I really think that comes uh, from the top of the company. Uh, our president, Tim Staroba, has uh, provided that culture for us, and that also comes from our parent company, uh, TFI International. Uh, our people are uh, very committed and take ownership in our success uh, with our average length of uh, tenure in operations of five years and our sales organization uh, at 15 years apiece. And we have the expertise to help our customers uh, in whatever challenges that they may have. We also are very involved in uh, charities throughout the, uh, both on a local level and, and throughout the country, and CFI has a really robust culture 
and treats employees like family, and we extend that into those charities also. About 16% of our employees are self-identified veterans, and we support the military charities, including Holy Joe's Cafe, who provides donated coffee to our military stations in 42 countries, uh, The Wall That Heals, and Wreaths Across America. Speaking of charities, Annie and I are, our employees do an in-house fundraiser called Truckloads of Treasures that raises around $40,000 to benefit communities across North America. So we're very proud of our, our people and the culture that uh, uh, our parent company and our president have extended to us. Getting the right people in place is obviously really important. How does that effort extend to your customers? What kind of added benefits does the right people in the right places bring to the uh, entire chain? You know, our customers rely on our service history and on, on our commitment to them to treat their shipments as if it were our own. Um, an asset-based logistics solution gives greater peace of mind to our customers knowing uh, that we have the resources to respond quickly to volume surges or unexpected equipment issues. And in, in the unlikely event that one of our contracted providers is unable to perform, we have the ability to secure CFI assets to complete the service for our customer. And I'll add a little bit to that. You know, we have a, a great philosophy and, and culture here at uh, CFI, and, and it's really simple, speed, simplicity, and ownership. And this allows our employees to uh, identify what's transpiring, work with our customer, and take ownership and provide a resolution without going through the uh, bureaucratic affairs to, to come down and, and that take uh, hours or whatever. We empower them to make decisions, to do the right thing, and, and resolve the issues at hand. And, and with that, you know, as Bill alluded to, that becomes we, our employees have significant tenure with us, and so they understand the industry and the challenges, and much less what we do at CFI and what our promise is, and that is simple. We're going to pick up and deliver the freight as promised. That's our goal, and that's what we do. Do you guys have any horror stories or inspirational tales that really illustrate that effort? There's always horror stories and there's always wonderful stories, right? Anyone that tells you that there's no horror stories is, has not lived in transportation, I'll tell you that. Um, well, I think one of the things that we do have here is uh, the experience behind us. And we've, we've done everything from moving space shuttle parts to fighter plane wings to HVAC units uh, transported on overdimensionals with helicopters to the roofs of buildings. <laughs> so we have a tremendous amount of experience across the supply chain, no matter what type of business someone's in, and we can find a solution for them uh, no matter what they want to do. Let's go back to that, the asset-based supply chain. Why is OTR a good base to launch that from? Well, the, over the, uh, the OTR is the core of the business, and essentially is all aspects of the supply chain revolve around the, this core. Having decades of experience in this in the course assures our customer base of predictable and consistent service on a daily basis. Our, all of the carriers that we put into place are uh, obviously very experienced or they wouldn't be part of our contracted core base. Does that give you guys an edge and capacity over other providers? Well, we believe it does. Uh, as an asset-based company, we have a greater insight and intimate knowledge of carrier operations, uh, the challenges and potential issues that may arise on an hourly basis. 
Carriers tell us they want to be associated with a company like CFI, which has firsthand knowledge of asset challenges and gives service expectations that comply with applicable laws and hours of service. Non-asset providers have limited knowledge of asset challenges and thus may not give realistic expectations to their customers or demand unrealistic results from their contracted carriers. Our customers can expect, as is our history, that CFI and the CFI logistics groups will have ownership and accountability in the movement of their freight in the supply chain. We take very seriously the trust our customers have extended to CFI and our goal is to perform beyond their expectations and to earn their trust on a daily basis. Now I'm just going to add a little bit to that, and, and it's, for me, um, really being a, quite a bit on the asset side, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for our customers. And you know, Our customers, we have blue chips, medium size and small, and then we want to service. And with that, many of our, our larger customers have uh, capacity flexes, and, and with that, that really allows the supply chain or logistics side of our business to help um, meet those demands as they occur without impacting our other customers. And so that, that's absolutely critical that we add that value uh, to our asset-based customers, uh, not just our logistics side, but definitely from, from that respect. And it's that comfort that that customer is looking for, in my opinion. They want to make sure that they know that truck's going to show up when they want it to and it's going to deliver. That's our brand name. Um, and that's what we've always been known for is to pick up and deliver on time. And so that's the recognition, and, and that's what they want. And then we're going to expand that same attitude uh, with our logistics uh, offering that we're going to do what we say, and we're going to pick it up, provide a solution, and deliver it on time, whether it's asset or non-asset. With so many potential disruptors coming down the line in terms of things like technology and automation, self-driving trucks, and so on, what can customers expect from you guys going forward? Well, we have uh, extensive technology in our systems and in, in our equipment. Uh, the latest up-to-date processes are in place uh, for the fleet and for our systems. Uh, we believe that our technology is second to none, and there will be um, opportunities to ex continue to expand on that as, as the technology advances, and we're looking forward to those opportunities. How can people find out more about CFI? Well, they can go to our, our website at cfidrive.com. They can go to our Facebook page at uh, We Drive CFI. We have a LinkedIn account as well. They can call our corporate office at 800-641-4747, and we can attend them through our sales or customer service staff. We have local representatives throughout uh, North America as well to uh, meet directly with customers. But, you know, again, they can call into the corporate office and we can get those uh, meetings set up for them. Great. Best of luck to CFI. And uh, if you guys ever need to do a podcast from Mexico, I, I can be flown out very cheaply. I hope you're ready to have some uh, great food and great culture because uh, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. So if you want to come down, just let me know and I'll meet you there. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate the opportunity. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit.ly.
L-Y slash get underscore I-L and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. All of these links will be available in the show notes. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast. Thank you.